This is episode 46 of the Evolve Marriage Podcast. Today we're talking about the infinite to-do list and how if you can't find balance with it, it will affect your intimacy. Hi, this is Kate. I'm a fierce mom and teacher. And this is Eric, her lucky husband and certified relationship coach. And this is the Evolve Marriage Podcast. Where we have fun with growth and connection. Thanks for being here. Here we go. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Hi, you. Welcome back. So today we're kind of going off the cuff today. Off the cuff. Yeah. We, we came didn't up with this plan episode. This. Yeah, we talked about it today and I was like, yo, we need to do an episode on this. So many people are talking about to me about this. How do you feel about this? And I was like, yes. Like, so many sense. people are talking to me about this. Yeah, awesome. So we're going to bring this up. And the topic that we want to talk about today is the impact that kids have on intimacy in a marriage. But probably even deeper than that, this idea of one partner taking on the primary care of the kids mm-hmm. and the other partner always questioning how much intimacy they can have and why isn't intimacy a focus and (laughs) how can we have more sex and all that stuff, right? And I think what we really want to frame this idea around is that there's two different stories happening here, right, within a marriage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both of them feel like they're not the ones being provided for. Mm -hmm. And we really want to clear a lot of this up and, and really help you understand what's going on how to really navigate it in a healthy way. So how to save your sex life from your children. Right. That's the title of the episode. I, I just I just titled it. How to save your sex life from your kids. <laughs> wow. That's like Apple Podcasts is going to be right on that. You're <laughs> yeah, going to get all kinds of emails. Not, no. <laughs> Does that... No. So anyway. th- this is what we've been talking to a lot of people about and, and we've experienced this too in our marriage oh yeah to a certain degree and kids. we're still experiencing it because we still have kids yeah and they still suck the sex out of our marriage once in a while exactly and so i want to start with a disclaimer here when i talk about the primary caretaker we're going to use you the, know the term yeah. wife right yeah. so we're going to say the wife is the primary caretaker i know that's not the case for everything and that doesn't mean that the wife for is everyone. a stay-at-home mom but what it means is typically the primary go-to person who takes care of the kids who does the birthday parties the appointments all that stuff is the mother the breastfeeding right yeah exactly (laughs) so we're going to use wife you know to talk about that which we know is not always the case and then typically we're going to talk about the person who is driving for intimate connection and has a little less awareness around the kids Mm -hmm. and the appointments and all all the nitty-gritty in that uh we're going to say the husband again Please bear with us. We know this is not always the case. We know some couples are absolutely crushing this aspect. If you're super insulted, feel free to shut it off on the podcast. We're going to talk a lot more about sex next week. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, but what I wanted to kind of get into was oftentimes what's happening is the wife is doing a lot of caretaking for the kids as well as having a full-time job. Mm -hmm, So not only does she have a full-time job of being a mother, taking care of the kids, doing all the caretaking, but then also works outside of the home. And there's not as much awareness when it comes to the husband understanding how much work goes into that. Yeah. And I want to say I felt, I never felt that more than during my mat leave. (laughs) Okay. I was like, stay at home moms. Oh my goodness. Hats off to you. Mm -hmm. Like that is a hard, hard job. It's difficult and there's challenges that come with it. And I think that oftentimes those can be overseen by the person who is not the primary caregiver. Yeah. And so what often happens is when the husband approaches the spouse for intimacy or is trying to accelerate towards intimacy, right? Not only emotional, physical, but especially sexual, the wife in this case feels misunderstood, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, are you crazy? Like, I'm not in the mood to have sex with you. I'm not thinking about sex. I literally have a million things to do. 
and I I'm have, running rampant yeah. and I just came home from work and now I'm I making dinner. I have a child on my leg. Right. And, and all these <laughs> things. And, and now you're expecting me to kind of perform for you. So oftentimes what happens is the wife feels really left out mm-hmm. and the husband's response is to just say like, well, why don't you just ask me for help? Which in and of itself becomes more work for the spouse. Mm-hmm, exactly. Right? Like me explaining to you what you need to do to take care of the kids so I can get a break is actually more work than yeah, me just doing just it. Yeah, just figure it out. Like look around. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of times that's what we hear is the, the wives, the you know the spouse who's the primary caretaker, they want their partner, their husband to take initiative. Mm-hmm. And the husband doesn't really know how. He doesn't want to kind of be the cog, you know, like, like the wrench and the gears Things seem to be running smoothly and he probably thinks like, well, number one, if I jump into this, I might screw it up and it's going to be totally inefficient. Right. But also sometimes it's easier for them to avoid it, right? And not bring up the topic and not ask and say, hey, can I jump in? Can I take it on? Mm -hmm. Because it allows them to not do it, right? Because they're maybe tired in their own way. They're looking at their wife and going, dang, she crushing it. I'm going to put my feet up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. And sometimes, and honest to God, some some mothers make it look easy. Mm-hmm. Some mothers look like they have it. They, I would say most mothers. Most mothers, easy. yeah, for yeah. sure. It's just like nonstop. And when you're looking at them, you're like, dang, she's good. Like you're not realizing that inside she's also thinking, and then after I'm done this, I have to do this. And instead of doing this, I wish I was doing that. And you're not seeing that. But all you're seeing is this woman who's highly organized. Like she's yeah, just a taskmaster. Crushing task master. it. Crush it. Tasking like a master. <laughs> I remember when, you know, the kids were a little bit younger and you were going out with the girls and I was like, oh, I got this. Like I'll take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. And you probably thought, you know, I was going to. Well, you were going to have one last kid when you came back. But I remember, you know, when I did the whole nighttime routine, I gave, you know, I gave them dinner and I <laughs> gave them baths and I put them down. I read them stories. I remember I, I felt like I had to take three days off work after that. Like, <laughs> I was so exhausted. And then you came back and, and you're like, how'd it go? And I was like trying to play it totally cool. Uh, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to tell her it totally went well. But you were like, how'd it go? And I was like, oh, my God, please don't ever leave again. <laughs> please. That, that was exhausting. <laughs> but what I realized is that, you know, I had to learn a lot. And mm-hmm. then you had been doing it and you got really efficient at it. And so now I jump in all the time and I help out because it's really important to me to do that stuff. Right. But But I digress. W- what I really want to talk about here is... It is quite dysfunctional to try to get your partner, get your wife to get on board with intimacy while she has this massive amount of stuff to do without your help, mm-hmm. right? Not only is it a barrier that there is so many things to do, but it's also a barrier that she probably feels underappreciated. Like you don't really understand or get her, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not willing to jump in and help out. And I see a lot of husbands like this of like their response is like, well, why don't you just ask me? And I think a lot of times those husbands are totally missing the boat. Like, I don't want to ask you, like, figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I remember one of my coaches told me this, which is really important. He's like, if you were at work and one of your bosses came to you and they said, hey, we got this great project. And you're like, what do I do? And they're like, you need to figure it out. He's like, you'd probably figure it out. You definitely would. Yeah, 100%. Like your job is on the line. You don't want to piss off your boss. But then when it gets at home, if your spouse is like, you need to figure it out, it starts a conflict. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think we really need to, as men... Uh, and again, here I say as men, but you know, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I think oftentimes we need to take a little more initiative and understand what our spouse is actually doing in terms of caretaking for the kids, because they're absolutely crushing it. And we need to not only appreciate that, but we need to get more involved if we want our intimacy to thrive. Right. And if you're a new parent or a 
father or a mother who have a baby on the way and you haven't had a baby yet, let me give you a word of advice. (laughs) Watch the routine from the first day and join in and be there as much as possible. And mom, let him. Let him be there. Let him try. Let him do it every other time. Let him screw it up. I think that's the worst mistake a lot of moms do. And we've used the term on the show before, the maternal gatekeeper, right? Mm -hmm. It's my way. I do it this way. You have to do it the exact same way as me. And I think there was a lot of that in our relationship where I think you were also afraid to do things because you were like, what if I don't do it like Kate? And it was easier for me to avoid. Exactly, to be yelled at. And I think what, what we want to talk about here is you know, number one, you have to create awareness around how you can help your spouse with this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It is a team effort. I think you both have strengths in the relationship. Absolutely. And the reality is, is you as a husband can bring some really great strengths to the caretaking of the kids mm-hmm. and really amp things up. We found out that, you know, when it came to things like food prep and snacks and all that stuff, like I excelled at that. Mm-hmm. So when I started taking that over and not only took it all off your plate, but I could actually do it way more efficiently. Oh yeah, for sure. And it was just that one less thing for me to think about all the time and because all the fruits and vegetables were washed and cut and prepped it was just like when it was snack time I could go reach 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 grab 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 let's go we're going throw it in the diaper bag out of the door and it was just that one less thing and that made a huge difference yeah so I would say that's the first dysfunctional thing that happens the partner is not aware of what goes into taking care of the kids mm-hmm. and they're not taking initiative to get more involved mm-hmm. right they think that <laughs> they think that their wife is just like because she makes it look so easy that it's just like hey she's just doing her thing she's got this but it takes an incredible amount of work and you need to get involved if you want to have an intimate connection with your spouse mm-hmm. more often. Right. Now, if you were to swing the pendulum on the other side, because this is also a problem that we see a lot in relationships, is this idea of the obsessive, and I, and I hate this term, but this idea of the honey-do list as people talk, mm-hmm. talk about it, right? Like they come home and immediately their spouse is like, here's 10,000 things you need to do. And then they spend their time, the husband spends his time trying to do all those things and then wonders why they don't have any intimacy. He's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't have any intimacy. She has 10,000 things for me to do. And whenever I say, hey, what do you need from me? She gives me more things to do. And I do think that that is also a trap to fall into. I think oftentimes the feminine, because it's multitasking all the time, when I say feminine, I mean essence, but a lot of times women in the relationship, the to-do list never ends. There will always be more things to do. Right. And I think a lot of people fall in that trap of like, okay, she gave me a million things to do. Once I do those million things, then she'll have sex with me. But what they're not realizing is while they're doing the million things, the wife's not going and putting her feet up and sleeping. <laughs> That's right. She's got her other million things that she just doesn't have time to do because the other million things that you're now doing. And so she's going to do those things. She's just at the second part of the to-do list. Exactly. <laughs> and so while you're thinking like, ooh, look at me, I'm a superhero coming in and giving her time to relax. She's not relaxing. And if she's brave enough <laughs> to sit down and relax and put her feet up, Her mind is going a bajillion miles an hour and that to-do list is just getting longer as she's sitting there. So she might look like she's got her feet up and relaxing, but she's doing a bunch of other things in her head. Mm -hmm. So even though you are going and helping her check things off her to-do list, there is always going to be a to-do list. That to-do list is just getting longer and longer and longer. Yeah, and I love that you said that because I do think the problem becomes... When you think that somehow you're going to be able to check off every box on your wife's to-do list, and then she will be available to you Mm -hmm. to be intimate. And it's just not true. And so this is when we talk about the masculine feminine energies is the masculine has the ability to interrupt 
this idea of the infinite to-do list, mm-hmm. right? This this happens a lot in our marriage when you're like, oh my God, there's a million things to do all the time. And and I just remind you like, hey, everything's going to be okay. This thing we have on the calendar, I know it's scheduled for tonight, but we don't actually have to do this tonight. Right. Instead, we're going to connect and we're going to spend time together. Yeah. We're going to love on each other because that's what we need right now. Yeah. And I think oftentimes men, they feel that's very threatening to kind of tell their wives like, hey, the to-do list can wait. Yeah, but I think there's a way to approach that. Mm-hmm. I know for me, if you, if I was in the middle of doing, you know, my million and one things I do a day and you just came and you like came in front of me and you were like, hey, you don't have to do this right now. Like, come, come with me. Like, let's just, just close your computer and, and come. Like, we're going to go sit on the couch. I'd be like, what? No, I don't want to sit on the couch. Like, I, I have to finish this. But if you give me a good enough reason to get off my computer, I'll get off my computer. There's nothing I love more. And this is something you do often for me. He's so romantic. But he'll like turn on music and then he'll come up and he'll like rub my back and he'll grab my arm and he'll pull me in and then he'll like, you know, kiss me and gently wake me out of my work mode. Then I'm like, whoa, hello. Oh my gosh, somebody's kissing me. Like, what's happening? And then we end up dancing and sometimes it takes me a few minutes to get into it. Like a lot of times I'll be like looking back at my computer like, oh my gosh, did I save that last sentence? It's actually just I... me like throwing you over yeah. my shoulder and being like, we're going to yeah. dance. But honestly, like if I'm able to, you know, breathe into it and really just allow myself to be in the moment, there's nothing more. And it makes me feel so swept off my feet like ah, here's my Prince Charming coming in and just sweeping me off my feet. And it feels so nice, but it's because of the way you approach it. It's Mm -hmm. not, babe, you did the dishes already. Can they not wait till tomorrow? Yeah. There's a big difference between that and, babe, those dishes can wait till tomorrow. I really, really want to be with you. Come and we're going to go do this thing you really enjoy. Or, hey, babe, I poured a bath for you. Like it's already there. The bath salts are in. It's nice and warm and ready. Like, let me finish these dishes. Why don't you go up? Yeah. And I think a lot about this idea of leading your spouse Mm -hmm. in these moments, because I agree. I think there's a way to approach this invitation from a very secure place. And I think that's a great part of the masculine, right? Like the masculine can create security to just reaffirm like, hey, whatever you need to do later to get caught up, I got you. Like Mm -hmm. we'll make sure that you're caught up. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a way to make you feel that in this case, right? That you know that, okay, I can go dance with Eric right now because I know later if I'm scrambling and I'm like, Eric, I need to finish this. He'll be like, yep, whatever needs to happen for you to finish this, I'll help you out. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But right now in this moment, we're taking a break and I'm going to kind of sweep you off. And I do think it's the masculine's responsibility in this curse to really keep the flame of intimacy alive. Mm -hmm. And we 100% think that in a relationship, one person often falls into the role of the primary caretaker of the kids And what often happens is, in this case, the man who's not the primary caretaker is constantly trying to get stuff off his wife's plate and convince her to be ready and lead in intimacy. It's like, hey, are you available? Are you available? And it's always like this kind of getting her to agree to try to create intimacy Mm -hmm. instead of leading and being like, hey, I'm going to sweep you off your feet. You know, I was talking to a guy the other day and he had such a great point where he's like, what if you just told your wife like, hey, tonight when you get home from work, everything's taken care of kids are going to get babysat. I got dinner plans for us. We're going to head out. All you got to do is pick the dress you're going to wear. I put three of them on the bed for you and we'll be ready to go. How would that feel? 
amazing. I got butterflies just thinking about it. Like right. it would feel so nice. And and the wife might be like, oh, but I had all these things I needed to do tonight. Babe, we'll get to it. 100%. And I promise I will help you with those things. But tonight I want to be with you and I need you and I miss you and I can't wait to hang out with you. So go put on a dress. Yeah. I want to appreciate you tonight. Mm-hmm. I want to appreciate you as a woman. I want to reconnect with you. I yeah. want you. That's an awesome gesture. Like, honest to God. Like, if somebody did that to me, I'd be like, well, I'm so lucky. But I mean, obviously, this can't be something that's done every day. Mm-hmm. But there are ways that as a husband or as the person who's not the primary caregiver, that you can remind your spouse like, hey, I'm here and I still love you and I still think you're sexy and I still think you're amazing even though you might not see me in this moment. So, you know, little things like walking up to her and just giving her a compliment or or sharing gratitude with her, like through a text, like, babe, I saw you crushing it tonight with the kids and I just think you're amazing. Like, that's something you do often. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I see how good of a mom you are. I see how involved and creative you are with the kids and I love it so much. And thank you so much for doing that and being that person for us. And I'm like, wow, you know, that feels so good. I feel so seen. Even walking up behind her and, you know, smacking her on the butt or kissing her in the neck or telling her how beautiful she looks or how good she smells. Just anything. Like it can just be a small act to post it on the mirror. Like just reminding that caregiver that's in the mom role all the time you know like especially for young moms like I remember feeling so gross as a new mom like just I felt like I smelt like milk all the time I felt like I smelt like diaper cream or diapers or even the blowout I cleaned up five minutes ago like I just felt like dirty all the time and when Eric would walk up to me and tell me how beautiful I was or how sexy I was or you know how great my body was I mean it made me feel so good and it made me feel so seen and those small acts they add up because when those kids become less dependent on you or when you do have that moment to sweep her off her feet pick out the three dresses and bring her out on a date you're not this stranger that's been hanging out in her house for the last few months Mm -hmm. you're this guy who's been flirting with her and reminding her of how much she's loved and reminding her of how wonderful she is you're her person you're her like rock you're her steadiness those small acts build up so that when those big moments come or when the kids are finally a little more self-sufficient, you're not strangers. You still see each other. And yeah, maybe you might not be having as much sex as you want to or as you desire or crave, but don't forget that intimacy isn't just about sex. It's about connection. It's about conversation. It's about just touching, not in a sexual way, just touching a hand, touching an arm, touching a leg. That's intimate. So don't knock off all those moments because you haven't had sex in a few weeks. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think it's really important to understand that keeping the flame of intimacy alive is is pretty easy to do as long as you keep putting deposits in that emotional mm-hmm. bank account, right? Yeah. Like you're saying. And I think oftentimes we forget about this. I think what typically happens is we feel starved for intimate connection. And instead of leading our partner for for them to kind of wake up to that life energy again, we come at it from this really needy place. Like, oh, you know, because I was literally thinking about how kind of gross, I mean, how gross it would be if I was like, hey, you know, you don't have to do the dishes tonight. Like instead, come and have sex with me. 
and you'd be kind of like, what? What? (laughs) No. Actually, no. (laughs) Like, that just sounds like more work than doing the dishes, right? Because there's no, like, there's no desire. There's no fun. There's no ramping up. It's like, this is just a job. Like, you just use me as another tool. Thank you for doing the dishes for me so I can now lay down and do what you need me to do. Like, no, (laughs) that's gross. Don't do that. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's really important to really think about this idea of leading your partner to a place where they can not only reconnect to themselves. As I say this all the time, like you and I, we connect as parents because we have parental roles. We connect as husband and wife. But I think what's most important, what really keeps us in that fun sexual realm is when we connect as man and woman. Mm -hmm. And I think we have an opportunity as men, as, as the masculine to really invite our partners to reconnect to themselves as a woman. Remember that they're a woman before anything, Mm -hmm. that they're not just a mom, that they're not just whatever the career is, that they're not just defined as a wife, that they're a woman, that they're this beautiful, sexy, strong, you know, feminine lioness. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) So the main message this episode, number one, Please, please appreciate and get involved when it comes to the caretaking of the kids. If you're not, you have all kinds of excuses. This idea of you work really hard and all this stuff. Sure, I get it. We all work really hard. You have this great opportunity to get more involved and to really make things easier for both of you. So if you're on that side of the spectrum, please start jumping in. Look around and figure it out. Don't ask. Look around and figure out what needs to be done. Get involved. Crush it. Yeah. Do it. Don't be afraid. But also on the other side of the spectrum, stop just trying to check off every single box on the to-do list, thinking it's somehow going to get you to creating intimate connection. All you're doing is reaffirming the importance of the to-do list and that is never ending. Mm -hmm. So please interrupt that pattern a bit in a really healthy way. Understand that the priority and why we were put on this earth was not to be human doings, it was to be human beings and really connect with others. So you have this great opportunity to lead your spouse in that in a way that's healthy by reaffirming that, hey, we're going to get to all this stuff. But right now, for this 20 minutes, for this night, for this 30 minutes, we're going to spend time together connecting. And I'm going to lead you, and all you have to do is experience. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great. I love that. Yeah, so that's our message for you this week. Uh, we hope you love this episode, and we will see you next week. So that's it for us today. Thank you for being here and spending time with us. We know your time is valuable. You can support us by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. For daily updates, you can check us out on Instagram at evolved underscore marriage. We also have our private evolved marriage couples community on Facebook. If you and your spouse want to join other amazing couples continuously looking to grow in a way that's fun and connecting, you can join us there to get some support and share what's going on for you guys. We're looking forward to connecting with you next week. So until then, bye. Bye.